Everyone, yeah, like, you invite yeah. you invite who comes. People, people feel obligated to come. Yeah. For once in your adult life, you can invite whoever you want to your party, and they will come. That's pretty yeah. wild. That's pretty yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. Huh. And 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 from all over the place too. Like yeah. and like we're saying, people will spend thousands of dollars to make it. Wow. Yeah. Which is which is pretty crazy. I think that's the surreal part. Welcome to today's episode of the Half and Half Club. Today we got a wide range of topics. We go from pet insurance to weddings and everything in between, just going to the vet, vets nowadays. Um, and we dive into wedding registries. What should they be? Um, everyone's got a little bit different take on that. But uh, with weddings, we go into the costs, types, and gifts. Stay tuned. We got a lot for you. Let's go. <laughs> She's good. She, uh, she's living. Today was wild. So for a little backstory, um, for the last few weeks, Penny was never food motivated. You know, she would graze throughout the day. And within the last like two weeks, she started to eat more food, like in one sitting, which was great because she hadn't before. But the problem was that she would eat and then she'd have to go to the bathroom. We'd take her outside and then she'd run around a little bit, and then she'd throw up everything she ate. So we were like, okay, like, how do we fix this? Well, we went to visit a dog trainer the other day. We told him that, and he had great advice. He was like, hey, you know, let them get their energy out, bring them inside, let their heart rate lower, you know, let them calm down, and then eat, and then, like, nap and chill. So, like, they get to digest it. So, great. Okay, so, and beforehand, on whenever we were doing the previous, you know, um, routine she threw up like two or three times in a week so we tried out this new one and for the first two days it was great and then today she ate lunch and then I was on a call she was behind me in her pen and she she napped for an hour an hour and a half and then I hear her collar clinging behind me and then I just hear and I turn around and she puked once I'm like okay like she's a puppy puppies puke I was like all right and then she started walking around, and I knew this was going back because she got away from the blanket, and she was like dry heaving. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Because her stomach was coiling, and I could see her rib cage, and nothing was coming out. So she like dry heaved like three or four times, and she was making like these noises, like something was caught in her throat. And, and then she threw up a second time, and then immediately a third time, and then immediately a fourth time. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then she started dry heaving again. And then she threw up again, and I was like, okay, like, I took her outside, try to get some air, like, eat a little grass. I've heard that, like, dogs will eat a little grass to settle their stomach. And she was dry heaving again outside, and I was like, holy shit. So I called Celine, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to take her in. She won't stop throwing up. And so I called the vet, and the vet was like, yeah, they were like, how often is she throwing up? And I told them, and they were like, if they throw up like three times within an hour, you should probably be concerned. And I was like, yeah, she's thrown up six times in the last five minutes. And yeah. she just wouldn't stop. Yeah. She was like dry heaving. Nothing else was coming out because she threw it all up and her stomach was coiling. So I was like, all right. So I took her back and um, they had to do x-rays on her. There was nothing in her stomach. 
Um, they don't know if it was something small or what, but she's good. Do you think and, she's um, allergic to That's like, a great food? question. That's a great question because Celine asked that too because we just switched her the last two or three days. We switched her from Hills to From. And whenever we're transitioning her, we give her like three-fourths of her old food and like a fourth of the new food. Mm-hmm. So it's like an easy transition for their stomach and whatnot. Celine noticed though that this new food has cheese in it. So and it's from Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin cheese. Yeah, know, I'm like yeah, lucky, oh yeah. lucky girl. Yeah, I was cheese, gonna say that's Wisconsin something. cheese curds yeah. in that thing. But um, I was like kind of jealous. Um, but anyway, so Celine, when I called her on the phone earlier, she was like, "Ask about the lactose intolerance, maybe." And I was like, "Okay." So I asked about that, and they were like, "They couldn't. They didn't know without obviously doing any tests." Um, they said to don't like, don't change the transition, still give her like a fourth of the new food, three fourths of the old food and see if her stomach will take it. But for the next tomorrow and like tonight for dinner, they said, have a bland, easy meal. Don't give her kibble. So I, I broiled chicken breast and shredded it up Yeah. and they gave us like probiotics that would ease her stomach. Yeah. And so I took, I shredded chicken breast. No salt, and I didn't, like, cook it. I had to broil it, so there's no flavor, no salt, no pepper, no nothing. And then I sprinkled in her probiotics, and it looked like a seasoning, and I put it down, and she mauled it in, like, two minutes. <laughs> and now she, she's she been great all night. She wasn't, like, hopping around huh. just a little bit, but now she's just lying yeah. here. And um, so hopefully tomorrow, you know, she'll be good. But, uh, but yeah, that would happen to, like, 3.30. Got there at 4, and I was there for, like, two hours. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it's best-case scenario, honestly, like, Kind of like nothing serious. Well, it doesn't seem like there's nothing too yeah. serious, at least. Right, right. As of now, we like don't it. know if it could have been something quick. Like Beagle's nose are crazy, so they, she could have gotten into something, licked it, and yeah. then got a little bug thrown up. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, and but dude, thank God for pet insurance. Yeah. So Holy say, crap. Yeah. So, so what? What is like? What is pet insurance? Like I'm. You want to step in on this one? <laughs> okay. Like it's just like. Uh, there's two types of general pet insurance. There's the illness and the injury, uh-huh. which has deductible, and then the wellness, no deductible. And we did, we got both. And, and it was only a little bit more per month to get both, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's only a little bit more. It's 50 bucks a month. And yeah, over the, yeah, have only paid $30 over the course of two wellness visits because of insurance, which is great. And then today, when we took her in, you know, you're wondering, it's like an emergency visit. She had to do x-rays. You know, they had to give her like a shot for like, for nausea to calm her stomach because she, her stomach was like cramping a little bit. Um, so, and so it covers medical expenses for your pet. Correct. And like, wellness, like and each month. So we pay the 50 bucks a month and it covers her heartworm medication every month. Oh, wow. It okay. covers. Yeah. It pretty much. Yeah. So it almost and covers then, vaccines. Any wellness, any heartworm stuff, doctor visits. Um, and so are, then, your, are your expenses basically fixed for her then? Like any any medicine? Well, you still have food, obviously. and Right. It's yeah, food. But any... The um, insurance and... Second column. Oh, wow. We're bringing up the, the insurance terms here. I love this. I, we're hope, like, I hope you know you're full-time now. This is wild. This is great. Yeah, this is... This is Celine's killing it here. Yeah, so the, this is the... This is the amount of money you have to pay when you... How much they pay. No, no, no. That's oh. what they pay us per per each one of those line items. 
Got it. So Vaccines, you've got like a deworming. Heartworms, fecal test, deworming, nail trim, microchip. Oh, yeah, we have trailer, trimmer nails too. And health certificate and then flea control and heartworm prevention. And they, and they give you the amount, like, so it's like showing like nail trim, $20. Yep. yep. So yep. are vets charging more than that? No, like, it's like 15 bucks. 25? All right, we say so five, five bucks. Got yeah. it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. But today, let's just say today, it look we're gonna pay the deductible for the year, which is two hundred and fifty bucks. Now every Anything for the rest of, for the rest of the year, everything is gonna be covered. Wow, was dope. Wait, so so okay, so you still have a deductible, but right. but that's the wellness. Oh, the wellness yeah. plan. I see. That's different than the insurance. I got it. Right. Okay, right. Oh yes, package package combined. Yeah, combined okay. deal. That's interesting. It's a it's a combo deal, huh? Yeah. So yeah, that really helped. And um, dude, when they when they let her go today, she ran she ran to the other door and was like sitting at it and ready to go. But anyway, slight brag: she's gained two and a half pounds in three weeks. Bulking season, dude. Let's yeah, go. I know. Same. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she got shredded chicken today, and yeah. She got sick and then got a treat, which is hilarious. But, um, Dang. but yeah. So pet insurance is like definitely uh, a must. Is this a new thing? Like I don't. See, I, I never. Don't. I heard of it somewhat, and then obviously when I met Celine, Max was on it, and then the more I learned about it, the more I realized how valuable it was. And then we tied in. We tied in Max and Penny on Nationwide. No free ads. Sorry, Nationwide. But um, but yeah, and then. In the first month, it's it's gonna pay for itself. Really. Well, yeah. this is this is interesting, just because like the insurance business, you know, like the healthcare business for humans is. Some people blame the insurance industry for right. some of the costs. Right. Like, I wonder what's gonna happen. The cost of you know pet pet stuff because right. veterinarians are are pissed by the way because they don't get the same amount of pay as doctors. Right. But their education requirements are pretty darn similar. Yeah. So like. The, they're looking for more money to make, and Dude, this people, is probably step one. People will pay out their ass for their for their pets. Today. Yeah, over a human probably. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, which is crazy. Yeah, it was sad today. Celine, I didn't tell you this, but I was sitting in the waiting room, and um, across from me was a vet, like s- softly telling another guy that his cat was about to go, and that oh he yeah I was and he was like a big burly dude had a beard and stuff and like she was like it was like some cute name for a cat oh. and he was like and the, the vet was like probably our age just some yeah. some some girl and telling this big burly man about his tiny cat and and she was like do you want to go like talk to your wife and he like sat back had like like had tears in his eyes and he was like yeah i need to and i didn't want to look at him to let him know that i was looking at him but then i was like damn oh. like, you know must be a tough job to, yeah. to you know, tell people I've that stuff. I've heard being a vet is a very it's a very sad job because a lot of people go to veterinarian school because they love pets. Right. But then they pets don't have a long lifespan. Yeah. They got to put them down all the time, which sucks. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah. So, pet insurance, get it. Um, what was what's the provider? Like, what's like the insurance nationwide? Company? Oh, nationwide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and Celine did a lot of research on different yeah. pet insurances, and that was, without a doubt, the best one. Huh. Yeah. Sweet. Because that was Sweet. one of the few that had the wellness and the and the health plan together, right? Oh. Yeah, get in yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, so I did a lot of research because 
um, my cat, Max, I didn't have pet insurance for him. And last year he had uh, a UTI and I learned it a very painful, expensive way. And uh, I got to the point where I felt like the vet was telling me everything she could do, but also showing me the price tag next to it. And I was like, I feel like I have to pick. How do I, how am I supposed to pick? That because hurts. it was like, they were like, we could do a blood test, $200. We could do an x-ray. We could do this. And she listed like three things. And the total was like $1,000. And I was like, which one do you recommend? Like, it was just an uncomfortable conversation where it was like, we don't even know what's wrong with him. And we don't even know if these tests are going to diagnose him. And so after that, I was like, okay, the next pet I get, I want to have that pet start off with pet insurance because then I can walk into a vet and not even ask about the price and just be like, just do whatever you can. And so that's what happened today. So kind of like was, it came full circle, which was, it was like nice people to walk in there and be like, just try to figure out what's wrong. And then there was also the uh, pre-existing condition with Max too. Well, unfortunately, so after the whole, whole ordeal, I got him pet insurance, but of course the vet or nationwide said, well, his pre-existing condition is a UTI. So if you do any like urine test in the next year or so, it's not going to be covered. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Which is like, come on, like UTIs are not, you know, pre-existing conditions for humans. Like it's so stupid. Yeah. And the- <laughs> you can see why they do that though. Right. Like that's. Yeah. But so far they've only made money on me. So, you know, there you go. Hey, we're so- making it back with Penny Girl. Yeah, so we're they made money on Max, and then we made money on Penny. Yeah. So it's a, a pendulum that swings, right? That's the point of insurance. People forgot. People forget that I um, I got in a car accident as we were taking Max to the pet, oh, the vet yeah. that day. Oh, right out here. Yeah. Jeez. So like we just, I think Max had peed blood again for a couple of times, and yeah. we're like, okay, we're going right now. So we get in the car, we're right outside our place, and. We're at a light, and it's a light that where, you know, the green left-hand turn turns first before the, the rest of the lights. Um. <laughs> oh, you're looking at me. I was, like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm going to let her take this. I'm just going to let her take <laughs> oh, it. Um, and I look over. So, yeah, I see it flip. I look over to see if, because Max, at like, first, like, hates being in his little crate yeah. to go to the vet. And then is on Celine's lap in the front seat. And he's like, you know, I'm looking over to see if he's okay. And then I just, we just feel the doom. And I just, I just hit um, the oh, bumper just, behind oh, someone. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, we didn't there, get crushed. There, there was no damage. No, there was but no the damage, whole, but was, yeah. but It was a disaster. No the, damage the on her car, my she car. Came yeah. out and she said she hit her head. Oh, yeah. And her teeth. Yeah. And she just started listing all these symptoms. And we're like, uh. She was like, this was, yeah. She threw out the, we're still in COVID, back up. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah, it was rough. And so yeah. I was like, I'm on the way to the ER vet woman. Like, can we can we just can we move on? And she was like, no. So she called the police. I got out of the car, and I then drove my car to get to the ER. Well, Ryan had to stay behind and deal with all that mess. Yeah, it was a hot mess. Um, but it, it was, the moral of the story is, and also I've had family pets too, where just like you get to a point where you have to make a very difficult decision. Um and so it just is nice to have that comfort be like, I can do whatever I can to save my pet and not have to think about it as dollar signs. So I think it's worth it. And I'm really happy with it too. Cause I did a lot of research as Ryan was saying, because there is the injury and illness, but I knew 
getting a new puppy too, that there'd be so many vaccines and like so many visits and things like that, that I wanted to learn about wellness. And the wellness add-on to the um, monthly plan was maybe like $10 more. And I was like, that's so worth it. Because like already we've saved like over $150 on just wellness-related costs. Yeah, easily. Um, easily. So, because the vaccines, I mean, you have to get a vaccine almost every year, and then as a puppy, you get like 100. <laughs> so, yeah. very much so worth it. So, definitely recommend it. Yeah, cool. No doubt. Have a customer. All right. So, Selena and I are going to four weddings this year, and it's in like a month and a half. You Have you been to any yet? Uh, not this year. You no. have you have three though. I have three coming up, yeah. And you've been to a few already. I think I've done two, and I have three more. Three in the tank. Yeah. So, all right. So we've all had to think about this. You know, it's been in the back of our mind. Tommy, we've had to go through it. But wedding registries. Yeah. Yes. What are your guys' thoughts? <laughs> From where it started. <laughs> I guess Celine's given us a little history here, um, but but they are. We've seen some crazy ones. I mean, last year we saw some crazy ones with you know, with how it was set up. Like, what do you think they should be, dude? Uh, yeah. So, I think this is where I differ from you guys. I think they should be exactly what they are. Well, did you just did it, you did it to yourself? All right, keep going. Uh, I'll, I'll say I think you should be able to put. Whatever the heck you want on there. I don't care what it is. It's what you want. It's your wedding. You're giving me ideas. Like, I, I do not want to go to your wedding and have to think about what you want and take the risk that someone else thought of that same thing and now you're getting five sets of plates or something. I think registries are a great idea. I get that. And I agree with that. But at the same time, like, I've seen couples that, like, they have nice kitchen stuff yeah. and then it's like okay instead of getting stuff that we would use let's get rid of all the shit that we already use and that's nice and let's get new kitchen stuff and it's like well maybe you it's not that nice put in, though but like but very usable like like yeah some of it is though but like you're just revamping it for no reason like yeah. instead of putting like a little fun together for like a new grill or a smoker or putting it together like oh we really want to Build this in the backyard. Like one of my buddies is doing like a Home Depot fund. Bill, shout out, which is which is oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Wait, I think he is. Is he not? I don't know. Bill, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. But like he has other you things should, for like his. You yeah, I know. I've been looking. I've been looking a lot. But his. Uh, but he's also got stuff for like his uh, his grilling setup in the backyard, which is cool. So like things tailored to him, things tailored to her. But like, so it sounds like you have a problem with certain items being on a registry. Why don't you t- tell us? What what really grinds your gears to see on a registry? Okay, so like, I have an opinion on this one. Go, go, All right, Alex. Right, yeah, Alex go. has got the energy. Jump in. Ma- what do you got? There is way too much materialism on wedding registries. Agreed. Okay. And, and this might just be an overarching problem in general, but like the, some of the things out there are like, first off, super expensive for such a low... Low use? Low use, low like uh, need. like like and, and everyone's getting nice stuff when you're just like, you're young and in your 20s or 30s. Young 30s. You don't need a like, gravy boat. Yeah, you don't need the nicest things in the world. You're going yeah. you to have kids. You're going to, stuff's going to break. Like, yep. you're probably going to be moving. You probably don't have a yep. house yet. Like, it's, like, it's almost like, uh, maybe my wedding registry is going to be pay for a month on my house. Like, fund. 
Ooh. You know, like a down payment Bad. for a house. So practical. Something that's practical. It, you know, you got you got me fired up a little bit here. We, Let's go. We, we had our half and half, right? We had our, our coffee. We, we did decaf because it's late at night, so I was feeling a little drowsy. Alex has got me fired up here. Let's go. <laughs> Alex Bring has got me fired today. up. I think the point of some of those material things that are like way too expensive for their use is that those are the best kind of gifts because you're never going to buy it on your own. It's something you want that you're never going to buy on your own because it's not worth the cost. But you have this opportunity. It's your wedding registry. You can just throw it on there and maybe, maybe other people, maybe everyone who looks at it is like, I'm not going to get them. That's not worth it at all. But maybe someone gets it for you. And that's the only way you want it. You're that's like, a, I am not going to yeah. buy this on my own, but I want it. See, that's so a I'm going to put point. it on my wedding registry because maybe someone will buy it for me. And those are the best kind of gifts. That's what I look. If I'm looking to give somebody a gift, I'm like, here's something you really want that you're never going to buy for yourself. That's a great point. I like that. And that's like almost like a, the Christmas gift thing, right? Like I'm going to get you something like I know you well. I'm going to get you something that you wouldn't get yourself but like as for a wedding doesn't it irk you a little bit that like you're spending money on something that you're you like i would rather like have someone spend money on like a grill cover or like something outside like wow you know what dom got me that like that's dope instead of being like it would irk me like, that the money that could go towards something i would use is going towards something that i don't need well then don't put it on your registry exactly that's but, what I'm saying. But that's but, completely, yeah. We're, but that's we're, your that's registry. Point. That's our point. That's your registry, yeah. But do you... Th- like, I, I felt weird and, uh, like, obviously, like, this is my first time go at, like, wedding registries and, like... We have a fresh mind. Like, we're looking yeah, at this from a fresh perspective, which totally. I like. Yeah. And and I... Just some of the items, like, some of them were totally fine, right? Like, some basic kitchen stuff that you need and, like, silverware and stuff like that. Like, but, but some things I was just like, there's no need for... And I'm... I guess who am I to judge like what someone needs, but yeah. there's a difference between needs and wants. And I don't know. I just like, if they don't have a, if, a lot of people no. don't have a house. Oh, Penny. Well, yelp there. She's, she's excited. She's, too. she's on. Downside, what, was, what was that? Penny? She's got the energy. She's bringing the energy. That was the best howl I've heard from you. Yeah, yeah, damn, that was that was, that was nice. Came out of nowhere. She's yeah. wide awake. What she's still hell? she's still learning how to howl for, the hell for perspective. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that, was pretty, that was pretty. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so that was Where our guest for the podcast. Was yeah, 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 yeah. Great job, Penny. But anyway, I don't know. That, I I don't think I'm adding anything by you know rambling on here. So like, all right, we should. Celine's pulled up a, uh, a lot of great info for us. We should talk about all right. Maybe the the history. So of, I think the history of of the registry and what is it here too? What is it intended to be? So you know, would you like to read it? Would you like one of us to read it? Okay. Alex, you want it? Yeah, I got it. All Get right. It. Wedding registry. I love this. So this is... Wedding registries came out of... It actually came from Marshall Fields, which was, I guess, is now considered Macy's. They created a wedding registry to avoid redundancy. Great idea. Giving wedding gifts. Good idea. And Perfect. In Dude, 1924. That was the 1924. Those were the... That was the wheels on the... On oh the, really? On the well, no, that's case. what I'm just thinking. That was the wheels on the um, on the suitcase on the suitcase we talked in about the 1920s. Wow, that's that's cool. And awesome I guess, idea. And, that, and then it idea. just channels everything to Macy's. So instead of people getting gifts from everywhere, it channels it to Macy's. Yeah, great idea. All right, what next? It is. Well, so so, but it's an interesting uh, it, gifts of silver, china, crystal, and linen were common okay. in the 1920s. So, so a little bit more luxury. Yeah. So, but that's that's more similar to what you're saying. Those are things that are nice they're not it's not like a, a day-to-day need you know oh wow this that's a little fun fact yeah wedding registries were formerly a way of ensuring that young couples or more accurately young women had everything they needed to start a family 
I'm the, man, the man just didn't get a part of that. The damn. More accurately, young women. It's implying that he wouldn't be able to provide those things. Is, mm-hmm. 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 Maybe we should be offended as men about I'm, the initiation I'm, I'm offended. of, <laughs> Are of you? Uh, registries. But I mean, hey, uh, I'm, I'll I'll take the free stuff, especially ooh. if it's. And this is another great point. I mean, uh, in 1960, the medium age of marriage was 20 for women and 23 for men. Wow. So back, yeah, you didn't have the money to pay for it back in those things back in the day. You're trying to start a family. So it's pretty much like a family Kickstarter. I, I think it. one other thing we should think about, too, is in this context, like in, t- in, in today's day and age, you know, we've all lived kind of on our own individually. Um, but a lot of couples, when they go to get married, have already spent some time living together. Right. They've already started to develop their shared living space. They've already started to, um, you know, get some of these items. And I think traditionally that hasn't been as much of a thing. You know, traditionally... Maybe they live on their own, but probably they're still with their family because they got married so young that this is their first time out on their own. So a lot of these things that we typically think of as, you know, like the kitchen items and stuff, it's like these are household items that they don't necessarily have on their own. Like they're starting their own family because they're not taking their parents with them. Right. So it it's like it feels like it's one of those redundant gifts that's kind of hung on. Yes. But it's like not... The yeah. need for it, as you mentioned, yeah. Alex, is like people already have this. The stuff. redundancy. Yeah, that, that's that's a, what kills me. That's yeah, what kills that, me. That's a huge take. That's a really good take. Like, I, I get that now. Like, I, I see you with the need at, in the previous times. I mean, it's still needed now, but to a certain extent. But I, you know, just some of the items we've seen, I'm just like, it's, it, this, there's no way this is always the case. And so, it, it expect, you know, yeah, this is, that wasn't. this is kind of a hot take, what Celine highlighting today, social expectation of quote unquote paying for one's dish. By providing a gift that costs roughly the same as what the couple spent per wedding guest. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I thought that that's what you're supposed to spend, which is what? What's the average plate? Like 50 to 100 bucks? Ye- it's a big range, but... So, Celine's going, going higher. I, think it, I mean, it really for, depends. For a plate? It really for depends. a plate? What are you thinking? 120 At least $100? Uh, well, I think it, it very much depends on what weddings you're going to. You could, yeah. you, there's a, a pretty wide array. But yeah, probably generally more on the expensive side, I would assume. But and when are you supposed to buy them? Do you just do it right when you get well, the invitation? I don't know. Personal flaw: I do it day of. Really? <laughs> day of wedding? Day of wedding. That's yeah. awesome. So I'm always like, left whoops. with the worst options. I'm yeah. constantly yeah. getting people towels, and it's like, <laughs> sorry. I, uh. Hey, they're gonna be naked and thinking about you, though. Yeah, I mean they're on the registry. They wanted them, so. No one else was going to give them to him. Uh, Actually, that's 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 exactly my point, though. Like one of the one of the gifts was like uh, like a hundred something dollars, and it was like organic, like luxury hotel towel. I'm like, I'm like, come on, guys! Like, when do we become this in society? Like, yeah, I know we all like soft towels, but like, <laughs> I don't know. We're, I just, we're, I, I we're like, also in our twenties. Yeah, like, we're in our twenties. Like, we're not, your dog gets we're wet and the towel's ruined. Like, we're you know? millionaires, you get that stuff. But if you're you know, an average show. We just start. start we gotta act. What happened to hundred percent cotton? I don't know who I sound like. Sound like someone older, but <laughs> come on, just nice, good cotton towel. You know? Yeah. Why, why are we getting so fancy with everything? Dead with the textile mills, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dead with yeah. the textile mills. So what do we got here? Yeah. So I guess some people have <laughs> expectations of the future of wedding registries. So it's more giving something yes personal. I agree with this. Rather than just Giving, uh, you know, an item that's the same monetary value of, you know. Yeah. What's cool. So this is 
the wedding I went to last year was my buddy Brian, and he loves working with his hands. Like, he built me my downstairs. It's in the garage. I don't have it up right now because I don't have a spot for it. I need to hang it. Is a sweet dartboard with, like, corks and, like, a wooden outline and a really nice dartboard. Heavy. Like, he made it all himself, and he did, like, the flooring in their new house, and he's done, like, their back porch and stuff. So I got him, like, a tool belt, and, like, it was on his registry, things that he would use. And so, yeah. I don't know, I wanted something that he would use and, you know, it was yeah. functional. So here's my take on this. If you want to give somebody um, a special gift that feels personal, you still have that option today and it's not on the registry. It's something that they didn't think of that they're not going to put on the registry that's not common, not mainstream, not that they want from anybody who's viewing the registry. It has to be something that you, has a connection between the two of you that you right. get. To, it's like, it's, it's kind of an off registry sort of item. If you want that personal thing, I think the registry is a courtesy to a lot of guests. And I mean, you think about the people who are coming to weddings, it's a lot of extended family. It's like, you know, a, a lot of friends who maybe you haven't talked to in a long time. And a lot of those people like aren't really intimate in your life and don't know you that much. Like it's a courtesy to say like, Hey, we know you don't know what to get us. Like we're happy you're coming. Here's it's a great ideas. gesture. It's a really good gesture. You know, it is. And yeah. I think it just makes it easier. I, I just, think if, I think if you want that personal thing and you're complaining about that personal thing, not being on the registry, it shouldn't be, it's not, it's not good meant point. to be there. Maybe. And, and maybe this is, um, that's a good point. Like, Reading registries back in the day were probably less – there's probably, like, the same stuff, right, like, for everyone, right? So it was, like, everyone needs plates, everyone needs forks, everyone needs napkins, like, or whatever. I don't know. But – Don't – if you give me napkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad example. But, like, now it's, it's like, so personalized that it's, like, going off the rails. Like, like I didn't think it would get this far. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now even the future, I mean, some of these future items they're saying is like pop- popular ones are like puppy funds, Honeymoon. home renovation funds, oh. lifetime supply of avocados. That's wild. That's a so, thing? Yeah. So it's – For somebody. It's just like it used to be freaking like – See, and I don't think these things are personal. Like if it's on their registry, it's not personal. Like anyone can contribute to that puppy fund or whatever. You, you know, I it, it's lost. I think, I think that – just further proves my point that put whatever you want on the registry. It's your wedding. I'm coming to it. What do you want? You told me, okay, awesome. That's great for me because now I can just give you what you want. I, I have, when you could put whatever you want on there and I'm not, so I'm okay, not think about, let's say it. it's your wedding. What, what ratio do you put of like smaller gifts to like a mm. bigger gift like that? So you, you appeal to the people who don't know what to get you. So you give them an idea Based and then you have like other big fun things because like based off it, it's all got to be based based off how many people come to your wedding because if you ask 120 people and there's 60 small things then those 60 small things kind of get you know but people will start, like if people are getting a small thing I think it still does go back to the whole like you want to pay off your plate like if if there's like and and I've had this before because I do it day of too often where <laughs> there's you know like there's there's really only like one option that's like an $800 like convection oven whatever with a air fryer in it and you know it also does your laundry uh yeah. <laughs> but or or like $12 like here's a spatula that's yeah. on so i've i've definitely had to like bulk together things to get yeah. to this right. i will Celine makes a good point is paying for your plate the right thing to ask expect of a guest 
Yes, because they don't decide it. One, they don't decide how how expensive the plate is. Two, a lot of people are paying for a new dress or some kind of new suit to come to the wedding. They're traveling for the wedding. They're buying lodging for the wedding. Is that, and then asking them to pay for the cost of the plate, like, is that reasonable since they're paying all that money just to get there in the first place? Just to be there with you, yeah. Like, just to be there with you. I mean, you. these are vacations Like, it should now. be one of your best days of your life. You should just be happy that your best friend's there enjoying it Right, that's, that's kind of what I was saying, too. Like, And then you're asking for redundant things, and Travis, then you're like, give me 150 bucks for this stuff. Well, uh, but you don't have to give that to them, though. I know, but it's almost expected nowadays. You know, is that is that reasonable to ask with uh, everything else I just said? You know, you're I think asking a lot. I, I don't think you should expect it. I guess right as much. And I, I think there's people who will like say like, "Hey, if you're like traveling a long way for this wedding, please don't feel obligated to get us a gift or something like that." Right. Yeah. Um, which is always a nice disclosure, but. I don't know. At the end of the day, you you still make the decision on what you see. This that is stat, that stat is Celine's brought so, that up multiple times. Forty percent of wedding guests, I think, have gone into debt from just attending. I guarantee. Weddings. I think right. that's. I guarantee. I, I bet think it that's is. so true. I th- especially like it is expensive to be popular. Celine, what was <laughs> the days? average cost? Like, of, you put it up there. Oh, you're already on it. Average cost of weddings like nowadays, like just with the prices of weddings going up too. Like if you're if you're traveling, you know, I think it, it's it's. It's the worst for people who maybe were in like sororities or fraternities at universities where people are, are like kind of from all over the place. Right. Or yeah. you were like part of a team or something like that where you have, you know, your your wedding pool isn't concentrated to like your local area. Like you are flying. Yeah. And then yeah. especially in those groups too, like sometimes like I, I have a, a buddy I work with who's been invited to like two weddings overseas. And it's just like you're, you're dropping. And if you're bringing a date, like Damn. you guys as a couple yeah. are dropping. Yeah. Couple, you, like you several thousand, yeah. Like and there, there are vacations now, and that's they, why they like, I, be. And it, I did just take a vacation, but I I held off for a while because I was like I have three weddings coming up, and they're all up north in Philly, where I was from, or, or Pittsburgh. So it's like yeah. I, there are vacations. It, it are, does are impact your ability one. to to like save as a young adult yeah. for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, a lot of your for what a you weekend, would too. a lot it's of what you weekend. would try to budget yeah. is like excess cash that you could put into investments, like it's drained up by. If you have five weddings, you're looking at, you know, a couple thousand dollars and probably. The, at least. the pressure you feel to attend all of them too, you know. Yeah, like, see, that's the thing. There's I'm, no, you can't yeah. say no almost, which kind of sucks for some people, you know, because in their mind, like, yes, saving that few grand to as an investment or buying something like a new something that they would use tremendously, like a new computer or something like that, like, and th- that would help them, you know further into the future where now they're like, shit, I have to spend three grand on a weekend. Especially if you're kind of like a fringe invite. Right. Because there's also that pressure of when you're going and making your list of who you're going to invite. Like maybe you had like a wider friend group and there's like those couple people that you're not super tight with, but they're part of a group that you're like, well, I have to invite them. And then it's like on their end, they're like, I don't even really like this person. And I have to pay like a yeah. thousand bucks. And then the person who invited you is like, I don't really like this person either, but I have to invite them because I invited Joe, Bob and Steve. Oh. So, you know, it's, it's like one of those things like, does this person even really want me there? But then yeah. how I think about it too is like, am I going to have a good time there? And if the answer is yes, then it's yeah. like not a wedding, it's a party. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But... And, then you're, and then you're getting the $12 towels. I do believe in the, in the paper plate. Actually, if you, you should like get $12 or $12 towels or whatever it is, like, but like enough to pay your plate. 
for every guest. Like, you oh, should just wow. be the towel guy. Just swarm them, everyone with towels. Just yeah. How many closets have <laughs> you? Towels. How many closets would you fill in the next five to ten years? So a everyone is showering. A lot, a lot of linen. Yeah, everyone yeah, did. At least everyone's a naked. Right. At least a you. lot of linen drawers. <laughs> Oh, ooh, well. ooh, another good another good question from uh, producer Celine over here. Do you believe in buying a gift even if you can't attend? What? My answer is no. Absolutely well, not. Really? Well, See, no well, 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 not unless they're really, really close to you. Yes, if it is a close friend and I can't attend, but I really want to, then right. then yeah. If it shows someone, you want to be there. If it's someone that I want to celebrate getting married, then yeah. I actually and disagree that, with you. That that or I agree with you. I guess. I, I would 100% still think you give a gift. Like, even if you can To, to anyone who... Yeah. Even if they're not close to you? Well, I mean, you're probably getting an invite because you're close to them in some way. But it's, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be crazy. You just give them a $50 gift. To <sighs> me, that makes... That makes, and well, that makes saying I can't make it even better, in my opinion. Kind of just saying, like, you know I really want to be there, but yeah. you know well, the and situation. That, I do that last year. Your, your really? outlook on that kind of implies how you feel about the is it paying for your plate or not. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, ugh, I don't know. I guess you're right. But that's my point. Which, I think if which, you go to the so wedding, it's to your like, point, if you feel like you should give a gift, even if you're saying no, I can't make it, then you're saying that it's 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 just a gift and it shouldn't correlate at all to the payment of the plate. Mm. Yeah, I guess mm. that's which I think is fair. It's I mean that's the feel good answer for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's the easy answer. So I don't know. I mean, I think you know, and and also if you if you bring it a plus one. Do you double you, down? You, you got to do double down. I think right? so. Yeah. I think you have you to. You got to double, so. double down on what? The cost of the gift? I think. I think, yeah. What? A little bit, maybe. I don't know. So maybe, if you're going not, to a wedding, I mean, if maybe you're not going to a wedding X, and you're going to pay 100 bucks for a really nice set of wine glasses, and you're like, oh, and someone's like, Alex, yeah, you bring in a Lee. And you're like, so you feel obligated to spend $200 after that? At least a little more than what I did, yeah. Maybe not like two hundred. I don't think it's double, but maybe, maybe like, like one thirty, a little yeah. bit more. Definitely more. Which which I gets think. brutal because then it's like, you know, well travel for two, right? So that's two two flight tickets, and the cost just goes up, right? I mean, you guys know this. You and Celine, yeah, have plenty of those. So yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, man. I I I'm actually surprised how many people are still in weddings. Like I, I thought weddings were like not going to be a thing for my friend group. But yeah, I knew it a, like people are hanging I, with it. I know a kid. Actually, I, a few people that I met in college that I thought they were going to have like huge weddings, mm-hmm. massive, ton of people, big venue, a lot of money, you know, the whole nine yards. And then one of them put on Instagram like a few weeks ago a picture of he and his now wife saying, "Shocker, we're not just getting married; we are married." It was like we went to the courthouse. Big weddings aren't our thing. We don't want people to spend their money doing this. Like wow. we're doing it because we want to marry each other. And I was like, "That's pretty dope." Wow. Huh. So they're not no. having a celebration at all. No. They're gonna. They had like a dinner with their families and some friends. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I mean, you don't to, like it? It's good for them, but yeah, not you, not you. you. No. You big you wedding. I think when you become an adult, there are so few milestones. No, not it's not even a milestone thing. I think it's there's so few opportunities to be surrounded by all of the people that you care about most in the world at the same time. And I think a wedding is like really the only opportunity that you're going to get you're truly going to get to have that. It's hmm. a good point. Yeah, cuz you you literally dictate 
Everyone, yeah, you invite yeah. you invite who comes. People, people feel obligated to come. Yeah. For once in your adult life, you can invite whoever you want to your party, and they will come. That's pretty yeah. wild. That's pretty yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. Huh. And 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 from all over the place too. Like yeah. and like we're saying, people will spend thousands of dollars to make it. Wow. Yeah. Which is which is pretty crazy. I think that's the surreal part. Okay. That is surreal. When you look at it like that, yeah. Cer- ceremonially, I I could get like graduations and stuff mean. Like yeah. nothing to me. Like yeah, I, right. I don't care about the ceremony, but it, all that much. Like I think marriage is sacred, so like that's that's good. But I don't think it it necessarily needs to correlate to a big, a big wedding or a big event. I think you could do the same thing and like with a pretty closed group of people. But I think it's that aspect of just having an excuse to be around the people who you care about most in life. Yeah, is is pretty special. That I don't, is, I don't think really you get cool. that opportunity. And so you're willing to spend thirty k for that that opportunity though. See, that's the thing. That's thirty k. I mean, hopefully, you know, my, my future father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I, would be, I would be willing to pay a good bit. All right, yeah. A mixture of the big wedding, the whole nine yards, um, and then the between that and the courthouse wedding is the coolest wedding I've been to was last year when Selena and I went to Emily and Ellis's where it was a wedding in Asheville and they rented out like two or three houses for family and close friends. There were 27 people total. We got there on a Thursday. We hung out all day Thursday. You know, um, you know, went to some breweries around Asheville, hung out, you know, played bags in the backyard. Saturday, we did the same thing, hung out, played ping pong. Um, yeah, Emily is a yoga teacher along with her, you know, her day job, and she did a yoga class and everyone participated. And so we hung out Thursday, hung out Friday, hung out Saturday morning, and then Saturday afternoon, wedding. In at the venue, in between the houses, there was a like a it was like a you know a really nice deck. It almost looked like a, a old barn and a, and a deck, and it was it was beautiful. And there was a pond right by it in between the three houses. And then we hung out the rest of the day, hung out Sunday, went home Monday. So it was pretty much like a, a weekend with everyone you love, and mm-hmm. then for a few hours in between, you get married. I thought it was really cool. And in terms of like the cost of something like that, was it? I mean. Much less than a wedding, right? And it's probably a few, you know, much a less. Few grand. You're doing two, two Airbnb, three Airbnb houses for a weekend, and then, yeah, yeah, huh? I mean, I think that that seems like a very. It was technically appealing... a wedding. It was a package. Yeah, it was some kind of package deal. So it wasn't, you know, that cheap, but it wasn't thirty grand cheap. I bet, but it was somewhere in between. I'd say, but a really, I thought it creative concept i thought in a good way because there are so many big parties and you make a good point you know it's the one time where you can invite anyone they want and they will come but it's one night and you don't necessarily get to hang out with everyone as much as you'd want to Mm -hmm. and that wedding that i just described is a way that not only do you get to invite anyone you can you know it's a smaller party yes but then you get to hang out and you could hang out with them, people yeah. you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. You get to introduce them. You get yeah. to, it's intimate. You get to introduce them to your new spouse. You know, yeah. it's kind of cool. I do feel like that's one of the downsides of weddings is that like when I go to a wedding for a good buddy, I know that I'm going to spend the most time with my other friends because they're yeah. it, it, unless you're in the in the bridal party, you know that that person is going to be fairly inaccessible most of the it's not most their of the fault, weekend. But it's just and no, it's not their fault. The they, I mean, it's it's a big. Yeah. But you just know that you're going to spend more time with the other people that you're there with, which is usually great because ideally you have 
you know, plenty yeah. of mutual friends. But, right. But yeah, you don't get as much time with the person, which maybe takes a little bit away from what I was saying about getting to have all the people you love close to you if, if you don't get to spend as much time with them. But, um, but maybe that's, maybe that's just a flaw in how we do weddings. Like maybe the, maybe we're a little too traditional with them and we should evolve a little where bit. Where do you think, where do you think, uh, the evolution of the wedding is going to look like in the next. I think it's going to be more. Of what is it starting you just now? Said. I think it's starting well, now. See, kind of I thing? don't know. The problem is, what I think it should be. It, it, this this is why it doesn't make sense. Bachelor parties and bachelorette parties are also crazy expensive. Right? Yeah. Ooh, good Destinations point. Destinations are we, crazy. We didn't even mention that. So, but it used to be you and your buddies go to a mountain house, driving distance, and have some beers, which I'm probably going to. That's what I'm going to do because Tear it up. Yeah. like. Like, I don't want to make this, like, crazy for everyone. And then, um, like, the wedding would be, you know, more like church. I don't think you have to pay if it's in a church. And then you, you know, have a reception that costs money. But so somehow we're more in debt now. And we have, and everything costs more and it, to travel. And it's expensive to have a wedding. So I would have thought that it would go the opposite way. I thought people would go the cheaper route because everyone's in college debt and, and stuff. Right. So... When you were saying, what's the future? I, th- I was going to say what you just had in Nashville would be the future, but I don't think so because clearly it's gone the other way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you guys. I would enjoy going to more weddings like the one I just described. Uh-huh. If I would be so pumped for, imagine for four days, we'd be like, yo, get married in the woods. Let's hang out. You know, got a ping pong table. We got, you know, trails there, bags, beer. You know, we're going to cater, just hang out for a few days and get married in between. Like, that's a cool weekend that you get to, like, look forward to. And that's worth taking, like, you know, people are taking a lot of PTO to go to weddings now, too. Yeah, yeah. So not only the expenses, but you're taking days off work, you know, the people are, you know, accruing. And, um, but having, like, a long weekend to look forward to and you get to experience a lot, I think it's, it's a really cool concept. And I can definitely see more people doing it once it goes a little more mainstream, I think. Um, mm. I think it depends on where you live too, because you can't do what we did in every part of the country. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, I guess you can do it in your own little way. But um, I definitely see more people trying to do something more, because people are trying to break away from tradition in some ways. Some people yeah. love the tradition. Some people are trying to break away from it. And if you're trying to break away from it, it's a cool way to keep the traditions without breaking it and just kind of adding your own spin in it. I think you need to do it's meaningful for you. But I will say that there's. Probably also with a lot of people, a lot of family pressure um, yeah. for what that wedding That's is going to look like. Point. Especially if you know if parents or other you know family is contributing to the actual cost of the wedding. I think a lot yeah. of you know families will want to see something that's a little bit more traditional. Um, yeah. So I think you got you kind of got that going to going against you in some cases. Yeah. Um, well, that was pretty wild. We spent half half the podcast talking about. Just weddings, which is that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, like lot, I mean, a lot to say. A lot to say about. There's, it there's too, a yeah. lot around. A lot I mean, content. we're in the time of our lives where you know people are getting married. You know, we've been in it for a few years. We're gonna be in it for a few more years, and we're gonna get to see a lot of different kinds of weddings. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. more more to come. Uh, yeah. after a lot our, more to come. Weddings. But I will say, I am pumped. I so I've been to a few weddings, but I haven't been to. I've had to say no to a few bachelor parties. I haven't been yeah. to a bachelor party yet. This weekend's my really? first one. Wow. Oh, nice. I'm jacked up. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah Bachelor parties are a great time. Yeah. I haven't got to see some of these buddies for like a year and a half or two years. So, yeah. Nice. That'd be, be sweet. Cool. Well, You're going to Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago. We're going to we're gonna golf a little bit. We're going to 
fish in Lake Michigan. We're going to charter a boat, which would be sweet, and um, just kind of tie one off. It's going to be a little bit of, um, you know, golf and a little adventure, and then just some old-fashioned, you know, buddies getting together and drinking and shit. So. Sweet. Yeah, it'll be dope. It'll be dope. But so I spoke about the, you know, the wedding we went to with the Airbnbs and stuff. You wanted to talk about Airbnb record vacancies? Yeah, so I, was, I saw an article I thought was pretty interesting and wanted to, to bring it up. Um, so, you know, like during COVID, everyone basically bailed, you know, worked from wherever, got Airbnb for like a, a month or two. And, you know, obviously investors recognized that and said, oh, like these are cash cows. We're going to invest in real estate and do the Airbnb, you know, run it, run a short term rental right. business on the side. And now, you know, that's what taking on a ton of personal risk. And now Airbnb has record vacancies. So, like, some cities have, like, 30% vacancies at, at their Airbnb, 40%. So, like, I'm curious what you guys think about that, like, how that's going to impact things. Because that, that, that could be a single-handed driver of, like, it could, it could hurt the economy big time. Yeah. Damn. I think I think a lot of it probably Sorry, has agreed. to stem from what return to office plans and people just not having the flexibility. I mean, I, I know mm. during COVID when everyone kind of went remote, even if the company's long term plan wasn't to be remote, it allowed people the flexibility to, you know, work from anywhere mm-hmm. during the week in a yep. lot of cases or, you know, travel somewhere for the weekend and take the Thursday, Friday to, to kind of work from the Airbnb and I think that created a lot of demand for people to move around. Also, you know, you could you could um, be in a pretty uh, secluded environment, just around like a few people who you're already exposed to. Yep. Um, doing that, you don't have to worry about like the hotel and running into strangers and stuff like that. So I think yep. the demand for it just went through the roof, and plenty of people flooded in to fill that demand, which was transient. Right. Yeah. Well, you made a good point. It's a short-term rental, but during COVID, it was almost like an intermediate where people would go for a month or two yeah, and it would be booked. You know, if you're an Airbnb owner, you look at it and you're like, wow, I'm booked for two months, like wonderful. And then you're booked for another month and another month. But once that went away, people returned to office and then you're getting more less, you're getting less days filled. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so obviously a lot of these people buying these places are, are taking out loans and they're trying to use the rental income and the cash flow stop the cash flow and if the cash flow stops yep. and you know they're they just have a job and you know they're trying to pay two mortgages that's a serious problem um and that's exactly how some of our our housing crisis happened right people had too much personal debt and then they couldn't pay and then the house foreclosed and that's it literally what happened and i just feel like that was because people bought too expensive of houses now it might be people and, and the lenders were just giving money out left and right Mm-hmm. But now I think this is this potentially could be the next thing because everyone's buying second homes and third homes, and you're going to default on more than one sometimes. If you're and they're five. buying them not as I think the the problem with the crisis before was just that people thought they could have two homes, you know, right. like in in different locations, and everyone can afford a vacation home. And now it's not that's not the idea behind it. Yeah. It's I'm going to buy into this these business properties, and they just aren't panning out. People have taken on a lot of personal risk, and yeah, and I think and, that there's you only hear about the success stories. Yeah, like I, you know, you you all see the clickbait. Like, twenty one year old made five million in four Airbnbs, like on yeah. YouTube, and it's like his, his face, like like eyes open, like whoa, like you never hear like 
this this kid like ruined his future because he bought Airbnbs and they all went bankrupt and like, you know what I mean like it's uh, yeah I mean I not think, a, not a bad risk to take when you're young I guess for some of those people no you're but, right you're right but, I mean, for sure not not talking against it but it's uh, like, but for you know someone who sees that who's you know pulling money out of their 401k early or you know draining their investment their their savings account to go in and get a piece of this Airbnb push I mean it's yeah I mean people's savings are potentially yeah. erased there so it's interesting Celine has up here the number of Airbnb listings are about 1.4 million in August of 22 which was up from one basically 1.5 uh, 1.1 million essentially so basically a three 300k increase in listings it's actually not as high as I thought I thought it'd be higher too yeah I mean it's a lot of listings in general trust me that's that's 300. Thousand homes though, like that's, yeah. that's a lot of homes. When you put it in yeah. homes like that way, yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. And obviously, some areas are. It's usually vacation areas, right? That are probably more. So it is. Or it getaway is. areas like mountains and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess you're right. If you, yeah, it is twenty percent. Yeah, so that's a pretty it's big still jump. Big. It well, so here's the thing though. It is interesting that a lot of those people would have purchased the homes in a low interest rate environment, and that's you know why the the cash flow was so crazy for them because we had that, you know, tran- you call it transit if you want, but greater than normal demand of people wanting to travel to all these places and having the flexibility to do, to do so. And then they're able to lock in lower interest rates, which obviously helps their, yeah. their monthly cash flow. Yeah. So if they're locked in at these lower rates and home prices have gone nowhere but up since they yeah. since they went in. I don't think they're underwater. You know, like the cash no. flow the cash flow might not work out for them. But, but I they feel have to like make sure they can afford it. Right? Right. But I th- You're I assuming it, they can afford it. I'm without. assuming a lot are playing the long in, game. In in what well I mean what what's the word you're not gonna default on the loan though, I don't think. I think you sell the property. Because and of I the think low I think you rate. I think you've yeah. probably gained enough cushion to to get out oh during the times when you were like yeah so i don't i don't i think the real the real risk would be if people were underwater on these loans and couldn't even and that's that's what happened you know in 2008 is people had to you know the the senior lenders just foreclosed on on all the properties because the home values weren't worth um what the properties were when i I don't think these airbnb people are, are in that predicament Interesting. Which is good. And honestly, like the 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 decrease in cash flows people are seeing from that could be good for the housing market as a whole because we're suffering so much from no supply being available. Yeah. Um, that if people can't make these Airbnbs pan out, you know, that's potentially a, a good chunk of homes Going back, back to you know, the, back the, on the market yeah. and you know, hopefully, you know, making it a little bit more affordable for for yeah. home buyers right now. Yeah. It's I mean, it's wild how things are expensive, and we just saw like a you know personal finance TikTok, which but by the way, we want to do a personal finance segment at mm-hmm. some point on one of these podcasts. But yep. like, yeah, if, what was it? If you make, you have to make the same house three years ago. It was usually three hundred thirty k. Now it's like five five fifty k, and you have to have a comfortable income of one hundred thirty k, um, to to be able to afford the home. But you also pay seven hundred k in interest, which is worth more than the home over the thirty years. So, which is wild. Like, I just don't get how people are doing it right now. And I'm I'm in La Jolla, California too. That, like, houses are millions and that's millions the of jump. Dollars. That's the jump that I was looking at. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So there are currently four plus million Airbnb hosts worldwide and six plus million active listings on the platform. 
Yeah. Holy That's shit. insane. Wow. So actually four plus million hosts, but six plus million listings. So wow. that means like one out of, what was that? One out of three so has two or two, more. Uh, two or more. Yeah. That's probably not that surprising. You'd think there'd be people who have a, like a little bit of an Airbnb empire. But you know what? I thought that it'd be more of, I, I thought Airbnb originally was, do you have a second house that you don't use? You know, or a, a room house, in your house, even. Or a room. There are a lot of empires like that. Like the getaway yeah. house that Selena and I go to, and we've gone to one in Nashboro, and there's, there's all over the country now. Like there are, what, 18 to 20 little cabins in each location, and they have their growing locations like it's someone's business. See, that's the key is like they're, they bought land and they put something on that they can charge a lot of money for that's Probably not not too. Um, there's not too much maintenance on. No, it. Like not at they, all. So that that is that is key. Um, actually, have you guys seen the the, the I guess the Elon Musk backed like box house that comes in a box? I've seen the mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. out of Texas. Yeah, I've uh, seen yeah. I believe it is. No, that's not because there was a, they, he was like living in one for like a hot second. I think. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You're a right. few years ago. Right. A few yeah. Years ago, yeah. So it's like literally a house. It comes in. It's like ten grand and it's self sustaining. Like. Solar panels and everything makes it you don't have to connect to stuff like the the infrastructure of the public works. So I think that is going to be huge in the future. And I and I'm like thinking like, do you just buy land now and then get one of these boxed houses delivered and then just yeah not a, yeah kind of just maybe like a buy the first piece now and then you know yeah build the second piece later yeah and start, yeah. But I mean, do you really want to live in a boxed house? Well, it'd be a vacation like, spot. It'd be like what the, oh. the glamping that Ryan was just talking about. So I don't know. No, that would yep. It would be cool though. Yeah, if you're able to use it, if you have like a truck, and if you're able to like take it wherever you want to go to, it's like yes, there's like a trailer or um, you know an RV or a camper that you can do that with. But like, I mean, the tiny house is a big thing now. You can make a tiny house. These getaway houses, if you look at them, they're everything that you would need. They're so well thought out, and it's it's on a trailer. Yeah. Like if it wasn't hooked into the ground, I could put it on the back of my truck and take away. Jeez. It's awesome. Wow. Well, and it's a, it's a, is it a king bed? Queen bed? Queen bed. So you guys prefer, do you prefer Airbnbs or do you prefer hotels in general? Airbnb. I think it's just cool being at a home. You don't run into strangers. I think, I think people are shifting a lot more back towards hotels though. And I think Airbnb is doing it to themselves with just like extra fees and like the task lists and stuff that you have to do. I think people are, when they're on vacation, it's like stuff they don't like I'm going to a bachelor party next weekend as well. And one of the things for the Airbnb that we got is you have to bring your own sheets, mm. which is just, what? yeah. And what? I've seen that before. Really? And, yeah. I've and, it, and it's just, it's, it's like super annoying. And I think they've, yeah. they've gotten to the point where, um, so much of the service you'd expect from a hotel just isn't lumped in at an Airbnb. And it's probably from feedback from hosts and like what they want to offer, uh, as well, but I think people are just finding that it's becoming more and more difficult. You know, well, the, the cleaning fees are brutal. Like it's, I, they're yeah. sometimes worth more than the house. It's like yeah, which sucks. I think it would de- if I want a hotel or Airbnb. It depends on the purpose of my destination. If I'm going somewhere where I'm going to be in the room or the Airbnb a lot, like to a getaway, like in the if we're getting a house in the hills and we're going to be there for a few days, I get an Airbnb. But if I'm going to a destination and I'm traveling and I'm sightseeing and all that, I don't need a luxurious, great place to go back to. I just need a little room. So a hotel. 
So I think mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on the purpose for my yeah. trip. Or if uh, you're in a big group, I think big group makes more sense to do Airbnb because you want to be yeah. you want to be together. That makes, I, yeah, I think the true. kitchen aspect of uh, Airbnb is Ooh, key. That's a good point too. So I, you know, you just got to make sure you actually use it and cook in it, and that's probably a cost saver. But um, I bet you hotels eventually will start implementing kitchens or small little kitchenettes in their rooms. Because some do. And some, some you do, do. like yeah. a sweet, yeah. suites. You yeah. get a, mm-hmm. Like a little stove. For longer yeah. stays. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I don't go in suites. I, I can't afford those. So that's well, they have, they have like, they have like, they have like economy <laughs> suites too. Like a, I, yeah, I, I've, I've stayed in one of those before. Like I was staying somewhere for like a, a full week or something like that. So we did, and it wasn't, it's, it's not anything crazy over what you were, you know, what you would pay for a regular hotel. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, yes, Celine's bringing up, um, like, rewards points and loyalty programs. Pretty surprised Airbnb doesn't have one of those right now. Do they? Not that I know, I know of. So, so if they do, then obviously it's not but marketed well enough for us to know about it. But some conglomerates, like Getaway House, do have their own version of that. So Airbnb doesn't have it themselves, but is, some... So is Getaway House through Airbnb, though? You, it's No, it's a, it's a separate thing. But you... Okay. you wait. You don't set it up on Airbnb? No. Oh, shit. Oh, well, then, I am yeah, wrong. It doesn't count. I am wrong. Hmm. Yeah. That's, yep. Take him out. Yep. Cut, yeah. my, cut well, my knees out. Um, Alex, so, yeah, I don't I have think anything you, to say you started, you started to talk about something kind of interesting, and then we got back onto Airbnb, but you were, you were basically just talking about the um, one reel we were looking at about oh, yeah. the, the same house, and, you know, now yeah. you, you used to have to make 80 grand, and now you have to make 130 grand, and... Yeah. and we should we should talk a little bit about like, like what's what's driving it. When does it get better? Like wh- where are we getting hurt? And, and yeah. for me, I I think it's the same thing. Like the I, I would I would love to buy a house. I would a townhouse ideally. I think would be great. I've been living in an apartment for a while. There's not much room. I used to live in a house that I just rented, and I had a gym in the garage. I miss I miss a lot of things about it. Right. I would love to buy a house. So I've I've looked and. It's just kind of crazy how it's flipped from being um, like what what you can afford from a down payment perspective to what you can afford from a cash flow perspective. That is so because of the interest rates. Because yeah. I mean, you can still do a lot with a little bit if you're a first time home buyer, right? You can get um, like as low as a five percent down payment. I think even lower than that, de- depending on where you are. So you can basically twenty x your down payment into into total home costs which you can you can do a lot of damage with that right but if you look at the at at that what that does to your monthly payment it's insane yeah like they'd sell you the the low down payment and that's that's where it is like i could buy i could buy a place that's x dollars um you know amount with you know pretty healthy with what i could put on a down payment but i cannot afford that monthly payment right right which I think is becoming the, then, the big issue these yeah, days. When the interest rates was low, it was really can you afford the down payment? And then yeah, the cash well, flow. And, and I think I think what we saw too is that when interest rates were so low, demand outpaced supply by so much yeah. that people were. I mean that's that's when everyone who was looking to buy a house they're like, oh, it's a terrible time to buy because everyone wants to buy right now, and everyone was having to put down twenty, thirty, forty, fifty k cash in yeah. addition to asking price yeah. just to have a just to you know have a shot. Right, and that was never part of your home's value, and that's understood. Right. That's a premium you're putting in. That the second you buy that place, yeah. that's erased from your equity because your home is not worth that under normal circumstances. That is an inflated demand issue, right? Yeah. Right. 100%. So you're you're losing that. It's like it's kind of like when you buy a new car and drive it off the lot. You know, they say the value's gone. It's like right when you get the keys. Yeah. 
that value is how, like how did we get gone. to this point? Like why why did this is it literally just a supply demand issue? Like just everyone like or, or is it everyone just making a lot of good money and it, everyone can afford it and that's why people are doing it or like what, I, well the, I think it's because well one so a lot a lot of people bought when interest rates were low but a lot of people also refinanced right. when interest rates were low right. so anyone who's a homeowner now when that refinanced at what three percent under four percent plenty of them refinanced under four percent yep. right anyone who's a homeowner and has a home locked in with a mortgage under four percent can't move yeah 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 like yeah. they can't list their house on the market because what are you going to roll it into yeah. right you know you're you're going to be taking that monthly payment you have which which we mentioned it's very real from a monthly cash flow perspective and if you buy another place that's even worth what you sell your place for that's fine. You have the money to do that, but you can't afford the hit you're taking yeah. on your monthly. So there's no supply. The only supply is new build, right. which in yeah. the, in the past, I mean, we've had plenty of problems with supply chain, plenty of problems with, uh, you know, labor wages are well, you know, yeah. super inflated. Yeah. So, I mean, it, Lack it costs, of labor a, too. It, it costs yeah. a lot. Everyone who already owns a home who can't buy another, who, one, can't sell. Who, Ne- not necessarily can't sell, but isn't incentivized to do so. Yeah, also, um, yeah at exactly. least not right now. That's what I mean. You know, like, d- yeah. doesn't want to. So, who are the people who want to buy homes right now? Like, where is the most demand? It's it's first time home buyers. It's all those people who have kind of mm-hmm. you know in their around our age, you know, like late twenties, early thirties, want right. to start a family, want to look for their first single family home, and the only opportunities for them are new builds. Which it's like, you know, as a first time home buyer, that's not traditionally and what you should be it's asking a you lot. can't afford that you know right. and, and, and that's all most, that's that's what's available to you right now most home bills new home bills have hoas too now like which is a huge well, which is another huge, huge piece on your cash flow which i mean so some would say oh well then you don't pay as much maintenance and stuff I, the hoa plans i've seen like they don't cover anything in fact they actually require you to clean your house more or whatever so it costs you more to like like power wash the side of your three-story townhome that like or are you gonna store a power washer, right? Like, and you're still paying an HOA fee, and you like they can't do things like that. Like, you know what I mean? I just it just seems like. I, don't I know also how saw here. going off of I, going off of how expensive it is to build a home. I was listening to the same podcast with George Mack. No, no, no. It was someone else with uh, on Modern Wisdom, and they were talking about the correlation between the cost of building a house. And the cost of rent going up mm-hmm. in direct correlation with the amount of regulations that go into building it. Because mm-hmm. how much time it takes, how much more labor it takes, mm-hmm. and how much more thought needs to go into the regulations and parts of it. Like, there's a direct correlation. Huh. So you find it a lot in big cities. There's a lot more regulations in big cities because of, I don't know, for other reasons. But like if you build it out in the middle of nowhere, like... Or in um, you know in the country where you have your own side of land, there isn't a neighborhood. You don't have an HOA. There aren't any more regulations. It's a, more of a simple build in a way. Hmm. Actually, that's interesting you say that. Like in Florida, like all now, like there's a lot of regulations now because of like a storm. And it, for insurance purposes, like people have to build with like two by sixes. That's a huge cost increase from two by fours. Right. Just that. Just so, that one simple yeah, regulation right and there. Energy efficiency now is like right. Uh, like a such a yep. You know, and, and you have to have so many licensed people do so many things. Like, I don't even know if you're allowed to build your own house anymore. Like, with that, because, like, I think it's you have to impossible. have. Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, I think it's, I think it's, like, illegal. 
So I think <laughs> you have to have the like, licenses to like do this stuff. Oh, really? Because when you sell the house, yeah, they're they're gonna require like a lot of information on it. So I don't know. I I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I think that yikes, you, your point of regulation makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes it tough. Huh. So, so what happens? Where does it change? Well, there's a 50-year mortgage that has been thrown out there. That's gonna. We spoke about bad, that briefly. I, that's yeah, bad. I didn't want yeah. to get back into that. But that's that would be a solution for. We yeah. you know, but yeah. Damn, I don't know. Let's all just let's all just pull our money together. Let's just build a house. Don't, co-living, 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 baby. I've been saying it. Let's co-live. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah, that's, All right. that's another good Next topic. Step. Next pod. All right, boys. Good pod. All right. Tune in to hear us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast.